Rails in Mysteries is an actual play podcast set in the Missouri Ozarks. To learn more about the Monster of the Week gaming system we use, check out genericgames.co.nz. To learn more about our podcast, go to FletcherJGibson.com and follow the link for Rails in Mysteries. Last time on Rails in Mysteries, the hunters defeated the mule skinner. Gwyneth and Aaron rolled into battle on quad bikes. Avis faced off with mules and old Frigg. And Agent Erickson dealt the final blow. We have an interlude upon us, and um, we need to get into those activities a little bit. Does anyone want to go first for that, or should I just, like, go eeny, meeny, miny, mo here? Because I, I think that, Gwyneth, you have a real problem, so maybe we should I go there do. first. I do have a problem. And this is going back a ways in this mystery, which took longer than anticipated, but you had a task assigned to you by your commandant yes, for your sect. Blood samples from the citizens of Rails End. Because they want your sect wanted to investigate the magical properties of the area and whether it was literally flowing through the veins of the good citizens of Rails End. Yep. Couldn't you also have substituted any other bodily fluids you got your hands on as well? Yes, they did not specify specifically blood, however, blood <laughs> seemed to be the easiest and least invasive. I mean, sewers aren't very evasive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess but the question... But can you see Gwyneth... Gwyneth going into a sewer? No, but in rural areas, sometimes they have septic tanks, and then you can just tap a few septic tanks, and then it's all separated, and that's... Okay, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's exactly right, because what I anticipated for our interlude is to have Gwyneth crawling through the sewer pipes. That was definitely where I was going with this. <laughs> Charming though that would be. So what what are you going to do here, Gwyneth? What are you trying to do? Well, Gwyneth has been in a few disagreements with her commandant in commandant now, so she's going to try to get ahead of this, and she's going to call him. Okay, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that now? Yeah, I'll just with call your him. fancy phone. Ring, 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 ring. Greetings, Initiate Appleton. Hello, sir. How goes the procurement of bodily fluids? There was a bit of a distraction, but I can get right A distraction? That. Initiate, you must not be distracted from your path. So here's the... But, sir. Yes, Initiate. My original Do not disappoint mission, us, Initiate. My original mission with all of this was to bring the MIA agent into our sect. That was one of your missions. Is winning his trust. So I would like some clarification from you, sir, as to where I should rank that in my priorities. Because crawling around collecting bodily fluids is a surefire way to make him not trust me. Initiate, I did not instruct you to employ Agent Erickson with you in collecting these fluids. Oh, I think he'll notice if I come back smelling like blood or shit. (laughs) Initiate, your priorities 
are to follow the orders of our sect. Our order is ancient and esteemed and vital to the protection of this world. All of your objectives are critical. Yes, sir. I will work on collecting those bodily fluids for you, sir, while somehow not jeopardizing my other part of the mission. And do not neglect the additional mission that you have. Your overarching missions are to bring John Erickson into our order and to fight the darkness in the Ozarks. Oh, I am fighting the darkness in the Ozarks. That was part of the distraction. You have not reported on your activities initiate. Please do so immediately. Well, I shall do so, as we have narrowly escaped having all the rails in be blown up by a guy who hates combustion engines. That does not sound like our sort of conduct, Initiate. We do not engage with battles against darkness of the natural world and humanity. The green magical rock from our experience with the local cult here? Yes, you, in your... More productive days, Initiate, you shipped us several crates of that glorious mineral. Well, there's a red glowing rock now, and it was involved in these mules. These mules, Initiate? Yes, the guy was a mule skinner. He loved his mules. He used this red rock to somehow enchant them to make them invulnerable to any form of magic. And then he was able to control them with this magic. And he was going on a rampage... To blow up all of the internal combustion engines and rails end. We almost died getting him away from those mules. I believe that some of this is more information than I am desiring, Initiate. Your proximity to demise is of no consequence to me and the orders of our sect. However, we are quite interested in this mineral. Yes, I thought you would be, but... The demise, being close to demise, does delay my ability to fulfill certain aspects of my missions. Because I'm a victim of being alive. Initiate, prepare a report regarding these matters with the donkeys or whatever they were. Mules. I learned they were mules, sir. I thought they were jackalopes for the longest time. They're mules. Very well. I would think that a mule would be considerably larger than a jackalope, but I shall not take this up with you at this time. Prepare your report. the curriculum of the new initiates. Obtain some of this mineral, and for the sake of all our stars, obtain some bodily fluids from Rails End. Yes, sir. Goodbye, initiate. Goodbye, sir. Have a good Click. day. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. So that wasn't good. That didn't sound like it went so well. (laughs) (sighs) Alright, Gwyneth is going to go find Aaron now. Okay. Oh, dear. I think I know where this is going. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Aaron, um... Remember whenever I led us all to the hospital when we were dealing with those mules and such? Yes. I was gonna, before we got distracted by the mules attacking the ambulance, I was gonna try to break into that blood bank and steal some blood. 
I'm somehow both unsurprised and concerned. Well, you see, this town is surprisingly magical, so the set uh, wants some samples of bodily fluids to see if it's in the people. Um, so my first idea was blood, because it comes nicely packaged in those bags, and you can just pick it up and it, you don't get messy with it. Um, but I'm a bit desperate now, Aaron. We need to get some bodily fluids as soon as possible. So you need to plan a hospital heist? No, what I'm saying is we may have to go to less sanitary means. Well, that sounds like that sucks for you. This sounds like you're my bitch. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Unexpected! <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Alan's gonna look at Gwyneth and go, It sounds like you're threshing me with an empty hand of cards here. It sounds like I could let the sex have the, sex have the uh, you know, send the demon after you. That one that you gambled your soul away to that they're protecting you from. Yeah, but what if I tell John that you're doing this? He doesn't trust you anyway. Howard is just going to back off slowly. So, okay. <laughs> so should we pause there for a moment? Yeah. Yes. Tensions are suddenly way <laughs> higher than I thought they were. Here I was expecting a relaxing little interlude. Nope. Nope. Dude, old Gwyneth is back with the... Vengeance! Yeah, <laughs> back to the uh, bitch days, huh? <laughs> hey, she and Aaron have had the relationship disintegrate recently. Not that you had a great relationship. Not anymore. that we had a great relationship to begin with, but it's really gone downhill. Well, yeah. Yeah. let's let that one sit and stew just a little bit then. And <laughs> we'll see where that goes. Yeah, let's let's flip to Avis. Avis, how are okay. you feeling after all of these adventures? Um, well, a bit hurt, a bit overmatched by the recent sort of magic-resistant enemies. Um, Avis is kind of feeling like she needs some more information. Like, if we're going to be fighting things like that again if this is connected to the red rock and other things may be resistant to magic she wants to know more about mystical lore and possible ways to get around that um and there's also just been weird magical stuff going on some of her magic has been extra powerful like the wards or has been more reliable mm -hmm. um and she wants to just generally learn more about all of that. Well, and I um, think there's only one place in town you can think of that would possibly have such information. Is it the library? I mean, you if you can think of somewhere else, let me know. But, I mean, you've had good luck finding things in the library, particularly in Doris Babcock's special section. Hannah's I mean, honestly, person. I've rolled really terribly on those investigative mysteries. But, yeah, in theory, the library would be where to look. 
And so I guess what I would ask you, Avis, is do you want to look in the library during regular hours or do you want to go in at an unusual time? Say 2 a.m. I think I want to go in at an unusual time because I, I don't... I don't want to run into Doris because I don't want to run into Julie. Now, to be clear, Julie and doesn't usually tag along. No, but it's going to, like... If Julie has said anything about the whole camera mm -hmm. problem to Doris, I don't want to run into her for that. Okay. I don't want Doris telling Julie that I was in the library looking for this stuff. I, I, I want to keep this on the down low. So We yeah, also shot the tires out of her car. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things where I just I just don't want to be around the Babcocks. I, that's just yeah. not what I want to be doing. So um, I so I yeah. think then it's probably about two a.m. And how do you want to approach the library? Um, I know that there's like a set of front doors. I think we've mentioned in the past that like there's like a side door or mm -hmm. some other way in. Um, so I'm going to go to that side door where I'm not just on display to the street yeah and i think and it is uh you know protected from some hedges or you know a shrubbery or something from the street not that there's a lot of traffic on the road at uh, you know 2 a.m here at 2 a.m yeah yeah um and i'm guessing the door is locked right uh yeah i think you try the handle and it it is locked and okay, the windows are dark see. um i want to use magic and there's not really a pick the lock move for use magic, but there is an inflict harm. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if I could break the lock. Can you I make know, a like... suggestion? Big sure. women. Uh, you could roll to read a bad situation because one of those questions is what is the best way in? Oh, that's a fair point. Um, let's see if I can actually roll anything useful, though. That's the bigger question. And while this is not as and bad no, a situation as you guys sometimes face, I think trying to break into a no, public no. library at 2 a.m. is not a good situation. It's true. On, on, on the gradient of good to bad, it is not good. Um, that's a seven, because it's plus sharp. Okay. So I get to hold one. You which, do. What is my best way in? All right. Um, you are on the side of the building, protected from uh, the street and houses across the street by some shrubs, and you're trying to kind of crouch down there. And as you're looking at the library building and the door, you notice something that you hadn't before, which is that peeking out around the corner towards the back, you can just barely see a structure sort of butted up against the backside of the library. And it mm -hmm. occurs to you that this thing sitting on the very corner where you can just barely make it out might be a storm cellar door, rather like what um, you have at Gwyneth's house, which is, you know, the former Old Man Lawson's farm, where there's a storm cellar yeah. that she's turned into a sanctuary. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go check that door. Um, is it locked? Uh, there is a padlock and clasp on the door. But it's just a, that, that seems to be on. There's big old hinges 
on either side. It's two doors okay. that meet in the middle, and the clasp and padlock are the holding classic. them closed. Yeah. Yeah. I guess then I'll try to break that padlock. Magically? Yeah. Yeah. Give we'll us a I'll use magic roll here. Oh, man. Not my best. I have a really high weird, though. So it should still be okay. Um, I rolled a six on the die, plus three weird, mm -hmm. so nine. Yeah. So um, it's going to work. I think that means there's a glitch, glitch though. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that... Let's see. Yeah, do you, you can pick your glitch, or I can just come up with something. Um, I'll let you pick one. I don't feel like one of them fits particularly well or anything. Well, because I, I think that the glitch that makes sense narratively is that you're trying to essentially pick the lock magically. But what yeah. happens is, as you're manipulating your mystical weird lock pick inside the lock, you open it because you successfully rolled, but you also damaged it, some of the pins inside there, and so it is not going to lock again, you realize, or you will realize when you try to close up behind you. But you have the lock open. Okay. That's all right. I can deal with that. Will it sort of fake close? Like, can I rest it so that it looks like it's closed? Or is it so busted that it... I mean, it's not broken like apart. That. You're not going to be able to get the okay. padlock to snick together all the way again. Someone who looks at it closely will see... But if see... somebody isn't looking too closely, yeah. it might pass. Yes. Okay, good. You we haven't broken it into multiple uh. pieces. Cool. All right. Um, I will open the doors. Okay. And there is an old musty cellar down there. It's a little wet. Um, it smells of dampness. And you see some shelves. Is there anything on the shelves? Uh, there's old books that are beginning to degrade in the moisture. Many of them have been labeled for Friends of Library book sale. And they have dates on them ranging from say 1983 through 2004 okay so they're sort of they've been forgotten um i'll start taking a closer look at them see see what kind of books we have here on this shelf yeah and you uh let's say superficially you notice a lot of just like uh bestseller type things you know detective novels um romance novels some books about the care and feeding of llamas for whatever reason. Apparently someone was a <laughs> llama enthusiast and donated them to the library to be sold. Um, how but nice. Roll to investigate a mystery to see how much further you go. Cool. One of these 2d6s is just insisting on rolling a one every time. Okay. Which this is going to be very, very difficult for you. Indeed. Um, this is we all going to get really, really informed about llamas. <laughs> this is plus sharp, so that's a total of eight. All right. And so, and we're using this in a way that is maybe not entirely the way the move is intended, because I don't know if you have questions other than what is there. Right? Yeah. And what so, is being concealed here? Yeah. And so you see that at the end of this little cellar, there is a paneled wall so just old-fashioned wood paneling and there's some mold growing on the paneling 
But that seems like a weird thing to have down there, given that the walls are on the other sides are poured concrete. Are... Yeah, that doesn't seem very cellarish to have wood paneling on just one wall. And so... Um, I'm going to go poke at that. And how far are you from your next level up, Avis? Two. So I think that as you put your hand on this, you hear footsteps walking around on the floor above you. I get out of there. Yeah, and I think you're able to. I think you're able to escape. Um, But I also think that you have something you want to check back with later. Yeah, okay. There's something mysterious in the library cellar. That you didn't even know was there. Yeah. All right, then. John Erickson, what are you up to? Um, so John is kind of taking it easy. He also um, is going to write a report on the last Mule Skinner, kind of detailing... He's going to try to make himself sound good, mm-hmm. but he's not going to hide the fact that he killed, like, a random person. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was a random person. To the organization. Yeah. Uh, he was not a monster, right? Like, if like, you are supposed to be controlling supernatural monsters, he was not that. Yeah, he wasn't even really a warlock. all people all along. Yeah. But I think he's going to write a report, and then he's also going to... Uh, use some of his money because normally he gets paid close to uh, the the mysteries ending. Sure. He's going to use some of that money to uh, buy replacement parts for the camera because I remember it had fallen and the lens had broken. Yes. And he yeah, still feels like really bad about having this camera, so he's going to. And this and is the camera from fixed. the kids that were they were using to take pictures for the Ozark Outlaw. Yeah, he's going to remove the like the SD card when it goes in for repairs so they don't find anything funny. <laughs> um, and he's probably going to delete every image of Avis on the camera. But he mostly just wants to get it fixed so that he can return it to the two girls. And I think you can do that, certainly. I don't think there's a role there. Um, so do you want to skip ahead to any reaction from the... A report that you sent in, or do you want to skip to returning the camera to the the young women with the Ozark outlaw, or do you want to um, deal with some of the trauma that has been accumulating for you here next? Um, let's do the backlash from the report first. Yeah, and I I think that would happen almost immediately. Yes, and I think that does happen almost immediately, at least by MIA standards, where things often move slowly. Um, I think about Mm -hmm. two days after you send the report in, you get a very unexpected call from your director, which is on the caller ID there as, you know, number two, the (laughs) preset number two. (laughs) And you answer, and he immediately starts yelling at you, Erickson! You're going to destroy our agency. Um, sorry, sir. Uh, Do you realize who you killed? 
You killed him. The. Do you uh, know who his uncle Mr. is? Smith. His uncle? No, sir. His uncle chairs the House Appropriations Committee. Do you uh, realize how your paycheck is is met? Do you realize where that money comes from? Erickson, god damn it. I'm feeling like Gwyneth got um, off easy this time. How do you explain yourself? Sorry, I mean, sir. just because he was playing with some mules, you, you, you shot him? Technically, he was a terrorist, sir. Did you think about getting a warrant? Um, it was one of those situations where it was either action or inaction could cause the death of hundreds. I don't know how many live in Rails End, but I'm going to guess thousand. at least hundreds. Yeah, thousands. <laughs> thousands, <laughs> yeah. maybe. Hundreds, yeah. <laughs> um, did you think about involving the FBI? That, that stands for Federal Bureau of Investigations, that maybe if he was a terrorist, this was something that ought to be investigated? You ever think of that, Erickson? Uh, we did get the local enforcement involved. Um, did you think that maybe terrorism would have been a federal matter? I was <clears throat> hoping they would run it up the chain of command, sir. I don't know. You realize exactly you are the chain of command, right, Erickson? <laughs> yes, sir. So, do you do you recall what the letters MIA stand for, Erickson? Monster Investigation Agency. And so you're telling me you killed a man? Was he a monster? Was this mule skinner you called him? Was he a monster? He had some warlock aspects. Uh-huh. I thought you said he was a terrorist, Erickson. <laughs> I mean, also that. He has bombs. Ugh, Erickson, this is going to be a problem. I don't know what we're going to do about this, but I know you need to stay on the straight and narrow. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Good. Lay low. Don't cause any more trouble, and don't start killing the nieces and nephews of, I don't know, United States senators or nothing, okay? Yes, sir. Click. Yikes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. So we've got a little bit more we need to do with you, Erickson. But for now, poor Aaron has just been yelled at and bullied by Gwyneth. <laughs> and so I feel like he probably needs a little bit of moment to breathe here. What are you up to, Aaron? I think I'm going to carry out the threat that I was going to do earlier and go tell Erickson what Gwyneth said. <laughs> God, all the shit you is coming Erickson. to Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, because either Gwyneth has to, like, lie to Erickson about what she's telling me to do, which will undermine her credibility later, or it undermines their credibility. But Aaron definitely wants to drive a wedge between Gwyneth and Erickson and John. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because John is nice, and Gwyneth wants to set a demon on him. That's, um, yeah, good analysis. Uh, you you see John putting away his phone sadly. <laughs> oh, he just can't catch a break. John, 
Oh, um, uh, hi, Aaron. Small favour. Um, what would you recommend to do if um a certain unnamed associate of ours was threatening to set a demon on me, very credibly, if I didn't help steal from a, all the blood from a hospital for her? Why? Why are you just trying to steal blood? I'm sorry. I'm not. <laughs> she is. And if I don't help her, she'll set a demon on me again. Again? Blood? Apparently. Um, and she threatened to set the demon on you? Yeah. Her exact you see him take word, notes. You're my bitch now? <laughs> Why should I? <laughs> he just kind of looks up at that, a little stunned. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want me to go talk to her then? I, I'm confused what you want me to do. I primarily want someone on my side when a demon set on me. <laughs> or she tries another, even worse form of blackmail. You know, I, I read the blackmail guide 101. The first step is you ignore them when they say don't go to the cops. You're sort of a cop. Uh, well, no, not really. Um... Look, I don't really know much about the demons and the magical stuff that's going on. Um, if I were you, I would stick with Avis for now. <laughs> Great, now it's my problem! <laughs> because at least she's magical and might be able to help you out in this situation, or at least find the information you need. I have yet to get anything back from MIA, and um, I'm in a little bit of hot water at the moment, so I'll go so talk to Gwyneth and Excellent. hope this goes alright. Yeah. Oh, is that the camera from the Outlaws, by the way? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I, uh, I fixed it. I also got some pictures taken off. Um, oh, fantastic. Just, when you give it back, make sure that they know that some of our friends, it, it would put some of our friends in danger if they were I will make sure that's exposed. very clear to them. Alan okay. cracks his knuckles menacingly. No, no, don't threaten the children. <laughs> I'm not going to threaten the children. Okay. Much. No. <laughs> You'll just threaten their Please loved ones. Please don't screw me on this. <laughs> I won't screw you on this. Okay. Uh, I give him the camera. Says the man camera. who stole the children's car and drove it into a high stakes situation. That was necessary at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay. Lives were at stake. <laughs> so, Aaron, do you want to have a conversation with Kirsten and or Julie Babcock. The, the camera is Julie's, but of course your pal is Kirsten. Although she may not be your pal anymore after all of this. I think I'm going to drop a message and be like, plan a schedule a time to meet at a location of their choosing. Okay, I, I like that. And they want to meet at... 7 a.m. at the Rail Dog uh, Coffee Shop. 
which is in Rails End. It's a, a new hipster place that's catering to uh, tourists and some dark turtleneck-wearing uh, students from the university. Damn. Oh no, Steve Jobs! <laughs> <laughs> and they're much rattier than that. <laughs> so yeah, and I think that, you know, this is maybe earlier than you like, Aaron, but... Distinctly. But yeah, so shall we jump to that? Yeah. All right. And you go in. Are you on time? Or are you fashionably late? I think Alan's about five minutes late, looking more disheveled than usual. Okay. And I, I think that both Julie and Kirsten are sitting at a table outside the coffee shop as you approach. And they both have... Uh, large cups that are the size of small vats full of creamy, frothy things. Is today a school day? Um, yes, I think it probably is. It is. The summer? But I also think it's the summer, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so they don't have school. So yes, they don't have school. But it is a weekday. We've sort of lost track of our days of the week, but it doesn't matter for this. It's a weekday, but school is out for the summer. Nice. Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get out the camera, put it down gently on the table and go, I believe you misplaced this during our last encounter. Julie looks at you and she says, I think you're kind of burying the lead on that saying we misplaced it. She reaches into her purse and she pulls out her Glock and she lays it on the table and says, but I didn't misplace this. Ah, that's not even the second scariest thing someone said to me today. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's probably true, but I'll tell you what. I will put this away, and she picks up the gun and puts it back in the purse, and she pulls out a tape recorder. But you need to make good on your promise. I need to hear about that healing cavern tabernacle cult. Oh no. (laughs) This just got so bad for John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm gonna try and reach the tape recorder, pick it up and press pause before I start talking on anything. Um (sighs) I think you're gonna have to roll to act under pressure on that one, Aaron. Oh, good. This is such an intense interlude. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Two sixes. Everything's coming up, Aaron. <laughs> wow. Let's go. Success. God, and I had such a fun idea for a hard move here, but okay. Yeah, you. You st- don't get one. You snatch nope. up this little digital digital recorder and you've paused it, and Julie is glaring at you. And Kirsten, who has said nothing so far, is just sort of sitting there tight-lipped and looking very confused as her bestie friend and her hero are at odds with one another there. What do you do, Aaron? It's only one thing to do in this situation. I'm going to start a monologue. All right. (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I should have prepared this monologue out of character better. Yeah, just give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, so um, 
I will give you some comments on the record here, but I suspect the sort of story I'm legally allowed to give on the record is not the version of events that you want to hear. Well, I need to report for the outlaw. There may be things that I am curious about that perhaps shouldn't be in print. Exactly. And I'm going to start with the fact that... Um, I'm going to let you know the, the secret that holds the group together. I don't really have most of the abilities that I claim to do. <laughs> Almost all of the tricks I'm doing are actually being done by my accomplice, who you caught photos of the other day, who's in hiding from someone very, very dangerous. And if photos of her and her location got out, it would put her life in great peril. And a long time ago, when we were putting this group together, we made a pact that I would take credit for all the things she was doing and take all the heat away from her. Kirsten begins to sob a little bit. I was about to say, you just shattered the hopes and dreams of your yeah. only yeah. fan. <laughs> I'm gonna build myself back up again. I've got a plan. Okay. Yeah. Because the thing is, although I'm not the one that I say I am, I'm still the most dangerous member of the team when shit hits the fan. That is still true. Truth. Yeah, Truth. it's a brilliant master plan. Everyone, all the people who don't know what's going on, catch a glimpse of me as the dashing hero, and then they see through it. And nobody looks for a secret hidden inside the second secret. Almost every member of the Healing Cavern Tabernacle who died on the night we confronted them died by my hand. Holy <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> Also, not so long long was... so... <laughs> two high school students and were like, I just killed 30 people in a night. Yeah. The evil cultists had to be stopped. And when everything came to the point, I was the one who did it. You do not want to mess with me. I, I think at this point, thought... their eyes are wide. And this is too good for me to make you roll to manipulate someone even. And I think you have a pre-existing relationship with these two. And I think there are repercussions here that are going to happen regardless of the outcome of the roll. So yeah, I, I think that they're looking at you wide-eyed. And Julie reaches for her tape recorder. And says, as she's reaching across the, the small table for it, says, Well, how about you give me what can go on the record then, Mr. Aronson. And she has a certain respectful warmth in her voice as she says it. I ask some questions and I'll see if some answers can be given. All right. I appreciate that, Mr. Aronson. And I think we can probably stop there because I think that we don't need to go through all of that. We can work out offline yeah. what information is shared to the degree it matters in the future. Yes. So, let's flip back to Gwyneth. Gwyneth. Yes. Now that you've bullied Aaron, what are you up to? Um, so, the conversation with the Commandant actually uh, hit Gwyneth pretty hard. So she's just going to okay. be in her room. In her room. I mean, you have an entire freaking farmhouse. Yeah, no. She's... People will come and go in the farmhouse. She's going to be okay. in her room. Are you in your uh, sanctuary? No. Or haven, I guess it nope. is? 
I'm just going to be okay. just in her bedroom. All right. Okay. And what are you doing there? Trying to read. Okay. I think you would hear a knock at your door. As John is now looking to talk to Gwyneth about what Aaron just talked to him about. <laughs> Gwyneth will answer the door and be like, what? Um, so, funny thing, I just, uh, Aaron just came to me saying that you were trying to get blood. Uh, is there something that I don't know about? Or is this like a group thing? Or is this like a, I don't know how your magic works? Is that like a fuel thing? No, <laughs> I'm not that gruesome. Okay. What this is, and it doesn't have to be blood, it's just blood is the easiest. But I have, my sect is interested in the magical prevalence that seems to be here in Rails End. And so they're curious whether this extends to the people as well. So they want some samples to see how magical everyone is here. It could be any bodily fluid. Blood seems to be the easiest and least gross. And if I don't give it how to them- How much do you need? At this point, a fair amount. They're mad at me for not doing it whenever I was distracted by the meals. Okay, um, I, I have some ideas for less creepy ways of getting fluids, but- I mean, my original plan was to break, into, to break into the blood bank at the hospital, but Emil came and destroyed an ambulance and distracted me from that. Yeah, but also, don't people need that blood? Like, it's there- <laughs> Yeah, I've used it before. Use. I wasn't going to take too much of it. I didn't need to make up for my mistakes last time. Uh, okay. Um, you couldn't do, like, a set up a thing with Aaron that was, like, like a DNA ancestry are you magical test where they pee I in mean, a cup Aaron or something? Me. I mean, you did... According to his words, call him your bitch. I mean, so he, one. Let's not forget he is. He was assigned to me before we came to Rails. Two. I don't think Aaron would respond to anything other than a prod at this point with me. I I thought you were he was under your protection, not like a slavery sort of it's thing. Both. It's both. <laughs> that sounds like just slavery. <laughs> he gets protected. And I mean, I haven't asked him to do anything heinous. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> Other than stealing blood? <laughs> okay. Well, um... Hmm. Well, I would... Try and find common ground with your. We'll call him your understudy. For now. <laughs> um, <laughs> My bitch. Because, no, I don't like that. Um, I I think it will be beneficial if uh, you and Aronson Aronson fix this 
divide. Did you realize there was always a divide, Erickson? Widened recently. <laughs> okay, that part is true. <laughs> uh, and at least get it back to a somewhat small, just so that, I mean, he seemed genuinely terrified, and he's helped us get out of a few jams. And honestly, I think... though, Erickson, I find him genuinely terrifying. Yeah, exactly. So, let's keep him on our side. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> so, maybe... I don't know. Apologize, for starters? I don't know if that's too big of a step. I think that's too big not. of a step. Okay, well then maybe let him off of this one mission. And think about making our way to apologies sometime in the future. Fine. Um, I do have clean needles. Why do you have what? clean needles? Why? Sorry, this is the deeper inner What? <laughs> I imagine John Erickson kind of keeps his own, like, personal, more advanced uh, medical kit in the medical back. I think he kit. has, like, very... He has very small amounts of, like, Novocaine and... Uh, and yeah. we have straight opium <laughs> yeah you know uh, <laughs> the hard stuff yeah like he has some of his own I I'm not saying that he has opioids but he might <laughs> 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 he kind of has his own mini hospital out of his van we've learned a lot about the party today yes we um, have so I think he has like at least a few needles or at least for for medical purposes. Okay, we'll we'll go with that. You have at least a few clean needles. Like three. Not like All right, we I can have find three samples. I don't I mean if you need only three, that's not that bad. I think I need more than three, they're quite mad. Okay, well um Have you considered septic tanks or a blood drive? How would I do the blood drive? That seems cleaner. I, I don't want to crawl around in septic tanks. I mean, go to the college campus and pay them 50 bucks to donate blood. I'm sure, like, they do that for plasma, don't they? I paid my way through college doing that. Just... Say you need some blood, and you're offering money. There's got to be a few this desperate college students. That's a good you idea, have Erickson. Lots of money. You're like, much more helpful you have resources. than Aaron. Well, I mean, you did threaten him. Aaron is only helpful if I need someone shot. Brutal! Wow. I mean, okay. that is his I'm best skill. <laughs> I th uh, okay, yeah. We're gonna work on those apologies later. If you need help practicing, let me know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna work on, on handing out. a blood drive, John Erickson. Okay, just make it somewhat legal. I'm gonna get. <laughs> yeah. I think at this point is when, like, Aronson needs that nurse from the episode ages ago to come back and be like, are you in a domestic violence situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've got it all yeah. wrong. Yeah. 
stupid sectors of the healthcare system. Yep. It's true. Shakes fist at Sky. <laughs> uh, alrighty then. Well, we've got a couple of beats we need to hit still. Um, I think that... Well, let's go to Erickson. You've been uh, very popular today, John. But... Ooh. I gather you haven't been sleeping well. No, uh, ever since the uh, Mule Skinner incident, I don't think John has been sleeping well at all. And so what kind of nightmares have you been having? Um, I think it's a lot of... He's having this recurring nightmare. John is kind of running through the woods, looking over his shoulder... Um, He's hearing, like, whispers, but he can't make out any of the words. Um, and then, like, at the end, he always, like, turns over his shoulder, and then, like, he hears this raven caw, and he kind of shoots up awake in his hammock. Now, where are you parking Frigg? I think he's just at Lawson's right now. Okay. I don't think he's trying to be too far away from his team. Okay. And as this is happening, I think that you're finding lots of black feathers around in your yeah. dreams. And I think whenever he wakes up, he also goes to that journal that he found from Poe. Yes. And... The Civil Still War veteran, Western. right? Mm -hmm. And I think that you've made an interesting discovery as you're flipping through this old journal. Now that you've had some time in the uh, dark hours to look at it after you've been awakened, which is that interspersed with the pages are a lot of black feathers. And whenever you come out of Old Frigg, I, I think that, you know, after one of these nightmares, you get out for some fresh air, and there are black feathers scattered around your van. John is just going to kind of, like, pick them up and gather them together. You hear a rustling in the woods to the riverside of Lawson's house. Which is now Gwyneth's Is house. it close by? It sounds close by. He immediately, like, draws his gun and points it at the rustling. Clicks on the little flashlight attachment that he has on it. Sure. And you do that, and the rustling stops. Hello? You hear whispers coming Who's from the, the woods. Erickson, what is this? You need it. He's going to slowly start walking into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and as you step under the branches of the first tree, which is a little bit of an atypical tree in the Ozarks, it's not unheard of, but it usually isn't so big. There's an enormous hawthorn tree. And you step under the branches and suddenly you're somewhere else. 
you're in a memory, something that happened to you long ago in the woods of northern Minnesota. Do I look down? Do I still have my gun? Or am I, like, there, there? You're there, there. there. Uh, As, uh, you know, you're, you're unarmed. You were, I believe, up on a camping trip trying to live light and rough. And something mm -hmm. is after you. Yeah. I think once he realizes where he is, he's going to start running <laughs> just as fast as he can. <laughs> and something is pursuing you. And it's a big something. And it's crashing through the woods. And it there's a sound coming which is hungry somehow. And it's pursuing you. Yeah. No. Erickson remembers the feeling of being hunted and is just trying his best to get away. He's <laughs> frantically sprinting through the and woods, you're trying to find his way out. You're hearing crashing sounds behind you and a slavering, hungry noise along with the crashing sounds and all around you in the woods. There's something that you only remember whenever you're asleep. You don't remember this in your conscious memory or you never have before. There's a whispering sound again. The whispers, they're calling John. And you hear, Erickson, do, must. But you just, you can't make them out any more than that until you see a clearing ahead of you and there's a figure in it. Okay, I'm going to run up. And uh, I think kind of maybe crash into the figure. <laughs> and you crash into the figure and you realize this is a woman. And then you wake up in the hammock of old Frigg. I think I fall out, like, completely. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, shoot awake and fall out. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Tip over. <laughs> and as you do that, you notice that the raven feathers that you gathered outside of old frig are still clasped mm -hmm. in your hands the feathers you gathered in your dream okay john's gonna just start frantically writing notes <laughs> in his book trying to figure out what all this means and what's going on okay and then avis yeah what are you up to after you had that little encounter in the library? Well, I don't want to go back too soon after I broke in. Um, man, I, I don't have a whole lot of other plans other than continue to avoid um, the Babcocks and Kirsten. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to get my way down to Jacob's for a little bit. Put some distance between me and Railsen for a while. Yeah, I think you can go down and hang out with Vance and Earl. Yeah, I, th I think that that is... I, I don't think I very much enjoy staying at the uh, Haven all that often. And... Yeah, I know that's going to shock you, Gwyneth. Um, but I'm going to go hang out with Vance and Earl for a little bit. Which might be problematic you for... for so hmm? <laughs> you and Gwyneth hung out so much in the last mystery. I don't, none of it went well. 
<laughs> not best of friends yet? No. You didn't no. die. We didn't die. Um, it's true. It's true. It could have gone worse. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a little bit problematic for Aaron because if he was sent to use me as protection, I'm just like AWOL. Um, but I'm going to hide out down there and try to ignore the ghost that constantly pesters me when I'm down there. Yeah, there are a lot of ghosts around that place. Um, uh-huh. Because you can see spirits now. And are you in the house with Vance and Earl or are you in your little uh, cabin? Because they give you a free cabin to sleep in because their house is like they don't have a spare bedroom or nothing. Yeah, yeah. I think I stay in the cabin most evenings and I hang out and help out around during the days, um, you know, sort of earn my keep a little bit because they're really nice to let me have a free cabin, but I should help. Yeah, I, I think that's that's good. That's fair. And I, I think you're doing that and you're, you've been spending the day mowing and weeding and trying to help keep up the grounds because Vance and Earl are avid gardeners. They grow a lot of roses and they uh, also grow a lot of, we'll, we'll say they grow dahlias. Dahlias are very popular these yeah. days. And, I, and I'm, I'm helping care for some of those. And I think also I, I'm, I'm helping put like flower boxes on the cabins. Oh, I like that. Because that's a pretty time consuming thing to maintain. Yeah. Um, but I, I can help with that. I like that. And whenever you're then in your cabin at night exhausted from all of this work, um, every night, because there's been a few nights of, well, a few days of this activity, every night there's wrappings on your window and you hear voices saying, a witch, witch, come see us, witch, witch, it's been so long. I'm not a witch, I say, and then I sort of like pull my pillow over my head. (sighs) Definitely not a witch. Not sure what I am, but not a witch. Then you hear this third or fourth night, an actual rapping. Mm-mm. On the door. Um, yeah, just just a moment. It's about come to the door. one a.m. <sighs> um, yeah, hello, I say, and I open the door. And Julie Babcock is standing there. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> you killer. <laughs> and she says, "Ma'am, you sure have been awful hard to find." That was kind of intentional. You do realize. I have something I need to ask you, ma'am. All right. I can't promise I'll answer. Will you teach me? No. And I slammed the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I'm also going to cast a ward. Just as I'm slamming it, 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 I want to try to light up the door with like a... Uh, no. No trespassing. Okay. Is it a ward against people or a ward specifically against Judy Babcocks? <laughs> specific against Julie Babcocks. <laughs> well, roll to use magic, Avis. You just bar her bloodline. Eight. So, it works, but there's a glitch. Um. Let's see. What glitch makes sense in this context? <sighs> I love going with it has a problematic side effect. I don't know what that means right now, but there you go. 
No, I, I think that is outstanding. So what happens is you can see through the window that Julie is trying to reach to knock on the door again, but her hand gets to a, about two inches away and it just bounces off of it. And you can see in the darkness on the circle driveway outside of your cabin that her car is parked there on the driveway. And it's a little worse for wear. And so after many attempts to knock on the door and failing, and I think she probably saw a little bit of the glow that usually happens with your wards on the door. Yeah, like my previous one, that was just... A lot of my wards are usually sort of like a green silvery color, mm -hmm. but as I mentioned last mystery, when I lit it up a ward against the mules, it was like bright red because I was just panicking and yeah. instinctual. I think this one is bright red. Okay. Um, unintentionally different. Okay. Yeah, panicking. Just get her away. Julie Babcock said more scary than monster mules. And so she goes to the car and whenever she reaches for the handle on the driver's side, there's a flash of red and her hand bounces off of it. Oops. <laughs> so she's standing there between her car and your door looking very confused. And then she just sits down on the ground. I watch her for a minute. Then I come outside and, like, sit on the steps of my cabin. Sorry. That that wasn't what I meant to do. Are you able to control it? Sometimes. Sometimes not. She pulls a rock out of her pocket, uh, uh, of her jeans, and she says, The only thing I can control is using this rock to find things or people. I'm really good really? at that. I can't do anything else. What kind of rock does it look like? Um, it looks like, I don't know if you know the term, it's a chert rock. It's a pretty bland, okay. uninteresting rock. Huh. That's odd. The only location magic I know is pretty arduous to cast. She shrugs and says... Talent. I've always been able to locate things. I do a lot of other things, even if I don't mean to. Yeah, I've been there. Spent a lot of time running because of it. Well, that's why I was hoping you'd teach me. I can't really teach it. And to be honest, I think you're something different from what I am. She sits quietly there for a little bit and says, Still... Don't I need to learn something? Otherwise, it's just yeah. going to hurt people. Yeah. You're right. It's true. I have some information. If you want it, I can give you some copies of notes. I A lot of it isn't mine. I don't understand all of it. But it might be helpful. And there's a few things in the library. I'm trying to gather a bit more information. The things in the library? There's something strange going on there. I've been looking for information on the supernatural there in the past, and it's been hit or miss, but 
it seems like there's something else there. I don't well, know what yet. I've got a connection in the library. If you'll help me try to learn how to control this, I can try to figure out stuff about the library. All right. That sounds like a good idea, but you gotta promise me you're not going to go spreading the fact that I'm here around anyone. She says, There are people after me. She looks at you, and then she stands up and extends a hand to you. I stand up, walk over, put my hand in hers, shake. She shakes and says, I promise. All right. Then I'll teach you what I know. All right. I'll let you go back to sleep. I'll go home. Good I'll see you that. soon. I'm not... I'll... Okay. I hope your car doesn't keep you out forever. <laughs> says... I walk back in my cabin. <laughs> well, and but I think that... Um... You raise a good point, but I also think that whenever you opened the door that you had warded, you ended the ward. It broke it? Yeah, you broke it. Okay, the good. Yeah, yeah. And I think okay. you both could sense that. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and she drives off into the night. I don't really go back to sleep. Seems fair. I pull out my notes and uh, start reading. Again, even though I've read it a hundred times before. I, I look at my book again. Okay. That sounds good. A lot of stuff's been kicked loose this time. There has yeah. been. And I, I think the only thing that is still hanging out there is Gwyneth's blood drive. Mm -hmm. And I am, as a kind of benevolent keeper who just doesn't need this particular problem, <laughs> I think that... For college students, you're going to at least get a few pints of blood Perfect. poorly drawn by offering them money. Yeah, Gwyneth doesn't need it to be drawn well. She just needs the quantities. <laughs> and so, I mean, I, I think that you have problems there when the campus police show up to ask you what the hell you're doing. But, I mean, I, I think you're able to do that. Perfect. Then I will. And, I mean, it's the summer, so it's the summer session. There's not so many students around. But, I mean, there's always some students around a college campus. So, yeah, I, I think that's how it goes down. Yeah.